I'm Selena Sage, and Live Free is for our collective liberation. Namaste and welcome. I'm really humbled whenever I receive one of your kind questions. And it sometimes happens that I receive a question that is worthy of longer reflection and response than a quick, you know, reply email or reply message. I always feel that I know nothing. And the inspiration to share any kind of response is in the hope that the pointing will facilitate further investigation and experience on the part of whoever is on the receiving end of those message messages. I'm but a messenger. And I'm really honored and humbled by... Um, your feeling that I might be able to provide or shine any light on anything. So with that said, I received a a lovely question from a beloved brother of the Instagram Sangha. (laughs) And I told him that I really, I thought it was, it was such a great question. I wanted to record um, a full episode about it because I think it's something that while it's his question, is probably coming up for many people. So I'm going to read the question and um, and provide just my um, my feelings about it. So he says, I have a question for you. <laughs> you speak a lot about how suffering has to do with attachments that the mind has, etc. And letting go and letting things pass through would be a pathway to peace. But do you have any writings, advice, podcasts, or books to buy that mention suffering from chronic pain or incurable illness? It's like I agree with most everything you preach and practice when health is good. But what about when very real threats affect our quality of life, like physical pain? And he also later added... I just live with seasons of pain and illness that goes dormant and then can flare. My happiness seems tied to the physical condition of my body. Such a beautiful question. And I just want to thank him for um, providing such, um, such a, such a lovely question and story. And, And first and foremost, my heart and love go to, curing all illness and all pain that you might be experiencing. That's certainly not something um, would ever wish on anyone. And when I read his question, um, a person that I met named Daniel came to mind. I met Daniel in California many years ago, and we met outside the Chopra Center and met later for lunch at... um, a great vegan spot in LA, Cafe Gratitude. And he told me a story of how he became incredibly ill and he was given only a short time to live by doctors. And so he quit his job um, on Wall Street. It was causing him incredible stress. 
and decided to travel the world in search of healers. And his search led him to Hawaii and he met an Ayurvedic doctor, it's an ancient Indian medicine, who um, he studied with and took all of the, you know, all the protocols and treatments from this from this master for years. And his health dramatically increased. And unfortunately, though, the damage to his body was so severe that um, I learned a couple of years later that, that he'd passed. And he was very young in his 40s. And um, that brief encounter with Daniel, um, yeah, it came up when I read this question because I remember how he told me that he had worked on, on Wall Street for years and was always stressed, but he he didn't connect until he worked with this Ayurvedic doctor that his his lifestyle over those many years was really having a detriment to his to his body. And certainly that's you know, that's one story and no brush can be used to paint every situation that might involve chronic pain or incurable illness. But I think there's something to be said for the conditions that we um, that we're living in or unhealed trauma that we might be holding on to. A lot of times that does and can manifest in the body form. But none of that really, really matters because there's there's this one line, <laughs> you are not the body that kind of undoes all of that. And so when we're thinking about um, any kind of illness or pain of the body, I think it's, you know, it falls under an umbrella that I think about sometimes that it's like, everything is great and I'm happy and I'm peaceful, but whatever that, whatever follows that, but like there's chronic pain or I worry about money or I have a bad, you know, romantic relationship or my children don't listen or whatever it is that follows that. But I feel that it shows our strongest attachment and that attachment can take the form of body. It can take the form of money, relationships, others, things. Those are the the things that we're holding on most strongly to. And I've had it, you know, told to me just because I'm bit of a a nomad <laughs> and people say I'd love to live that life you live but I have to be close to my parents or I have to work or whatever the reason is that shows what the attachment is and so when you contemplate on the question who am I this you know potent question of self-inquiry it is meant to take you beyond the concept of body and mind. And I said before, I think on on this very podcast, that suffering is of the mind, pain is of the body. And whenever we have a pain that shows that we're identifying with this body form, when we have suffering, it's of the mind. It's something that we're thinking. It's, It's how we're processing what we're feeling in the body form that all is connected to to the mind so it's really imperative that 
we understand our true nature as the self because that goes beyond any of the conditions we're tying to not being happy or not being at peace or peace. And the reason why I say this is because happiness is your true nature. Peace is your true nature. It's the things that you feel that are keeping you from that true nature that you're suffering. So if you believe that this pain or this illness is is keeping me from being happy, and certainly in a moment of, of pain in the body can totally relate, right? But that is showing you that you're identifying with the body. And the best technique that I can provide for that is that whenever you feel something arise, any anxiety or pain or painful thought, shift your entire attention to that which is recognizing those thoughts and those feelings. In other words, when you have a stressful thought arise, when you have something that arises in the body, there is a, there is a witness that is seeing those things arise. And that's how you can determine what it is you're feeling or what you're seeing. There's that, that observer that is seeing those things arise. And instead of staying in the position of the person where you are feeling or processing all that's arising, shift to the watching. And I do this on a very small scale if I feel a headache arising in the, in the head. I just shift to that which is seeing that headache arise. And I'm just watching it and just focusing my attention on looking at it in the same way that I do a thought that might arise that's very stressful. I just watch it and stay in the watching and continue to watch for as long as I can possibly stay in that mode. And what the masters have learned is how to stay in that mode always. (laughs) And when you do that, you find that the object of your attention, whether it's the body or the mind, that all fades. But this is something that I encourage you to experience for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Because the saying, you are not the body, you're not the mind, that is the key that unlocks everything. So any kind of you know, ailment or feeling, any kind of stressful thought or anxiety, you begin to know that that is all of the body or the mind. And so when recording um, or deciding to record this episode, there's an inspiration that arose to just um, open my electronic copy of, of um, Sri Muji's book, White, uh, Writing on water, water, actually. I was thinking White Fire, but it was Writing on Water. And I just decided I was just going to scroll and whatever passage I landed on, that is what I was going to read to kind of ground this conversation, this discussion in a quote from the master. And as it always happens, it's super relevant. It's a very short quote. I'll read it now. It says, the self is not delicate. It doesn't need looking after. It doesn't need healing. And it doesn't need prayer. It is without need. 
Read that again. The self is not delicate. It doesn't need looking after. It doesn't need healing. And it doesn't need prayer. It is without need. This is the self, the uppercase self, that is that, you know, that witness, that observer. It's, it's not the body. It's not the mind. When we discover that this self is what we truly are, we find that it is perfection, it is peace, it is, it is freedom, it's happiness, it's joy, it's bliss, it's all of those things, it's perfect. So there is no healing or prayer required. Those things are only required of the person, which is a limited aspect of this unlimited. Discover this. Know your true position and recognize that any suffering that life might bring to your door is for you to recognize this. It's pushing you to this recognition because when, when this is recognized, when this is known, suffering ceases. It really does because any suffering is something that you know to be of the body and the mind. You have to discover this for yourself because just hearing these words, it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> but what do I do right now? So right now, something arises, just observe it. Don't get taken away in the current of any kind of suffering or pain. Just observe it. Stay in the observation. Breathe. Inhale deeply through your nose. Exhale through your mouth and just breathe. Let the body breathe. Let the consciousness simply observe. Discover these truths. Discover the self that is not subject to the pain and suffering of the body-mind. And you are free. <laughs> You're already free. Your freedom itself. The opportunity is to discover this. And so I thank my beloved brother for beautiful question, for this opportunity to contemplate any of the things that we feel are keeping us from happiness or freedom and to stay in the observation of that and recognize what we truly are is untouched by that. And I share this message in, in loving memory of Daniel and all who feel any kind of pain and suffering that they might be free, that they might know that they're free, that they are already free. And when I say that, I'm always reminded of a Sufi saint and sage, Rumi, who says, what brought me here must take me home. <laughs> and St. Francis of Assisi, who said, the place that you are looking for is the place from which you are looking.
if we surrender to just the feeling of that understanding, we know that all is well. We know that we are already it and that we must let go of all of our attachments, whatever form they might take, if only for a moment to discover this truth. And this truth really does set us free. It's a joyous truth. And we know that we cannot be anything that we see, anything that we observe. It's like if we say, my clothes, my shoes, it's the same as saying my body. These bodies are vehicles of experience. And in the same way, your car might get a flat tire or need an oil change. This body form is a limited aspect. We know for sure that this experience of life begins and ends. But that's of the person. There's something else that endures, the self that we truly are, that is unchanged throughout our whole experience of life. Some masters liken this to the deep sleep phase. So just simply question, is there any suffering in deep sleep? Is there any awareness at all, actually? Is this awareness aware of itself? <laughs> Was Rupert Spira who said, I hope I'm getting this quote right, but he said that The absence of awareness. It's not the absence of awareness, it's awareness of absence. So that absence, that awareness is always present. It's just how we process that experience. Is there any feeling at all in that state of perfect peace, in that deep sleep? This is indeed our true nature. And when we have that recognition, we bring that experience into this waking state and we don't suffer. This is our great opportunity. And is, of course, what I always wish for you. And so I thank you so much for being here. Namaste and much love.